What's up? It's your girl Nikki Bot and hey. and No No Yup. Hey. And today <laughs> we have Kalia. Hey. Hey. But before we get into Miss Thang over here, I need I want to ask Eric about his recent strip club experience. Uh, we yeah. just gotta break into that story first. I mean, it was fine. It was my first time going to a strip club. After. Where did you go? Uh, fuck, what are, Deja Vu, downtown, I went there, I went there with the homie, which, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was fire, you know, like, I had, I had fun, <laughs> okay. I had fun. Six episodes in to the podcast, <laughs> and then you went, I wonder if your impressions were based on what we've talked about, or like, I wonder if they um, shaped you in any way. I'm not sure, man, I, yeah, I don't know, all I know is the girls were beautiful, Shout out to um, old girl T. She was fired. Okay, a specific name T's. drop. I like it. Uh, Bella, she was fired. She was like touching my beard and shit. I fuck with you. <laughs> Amazing. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was just fun. I can't remember any. It was just, it was just. Were you turnt? I wasn't. Really Did turnt. you go late, late night? I went on a Saturday night, like around eleven, twelve ish or whatever. So that's like. A yeah. Per like a really popping time, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. It was. It, I don't know. It was cool. I wish I would have went with somebody different, cause the homie, he's just like, oh, he's fucking weirdo. Next time I'm going with somebody a little bit more turned. But it was, it, it was fun, man. Beautiful girls. Um, you know, making it rain with my little twenty dollar stack. You feel me? Making nice. It, hey. <laughs> it was fun, man. I'll definitely go again. Though. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll definitely go again. Cool. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> okay, and now let's get to our guest. So you're very interesting and so cool and have so much going on. What would you like even say? How do you describe yourself if someone asks? What do you say you do? Mm. Um, well, I guess first I'm a musician, a singer, producer, songwriter, and dancing is something that I've always done in my life but only have recently started pursuing as, I guess, my work. I would separate my career from my work. My work, I, I feel like, is what I do to make money. Mm -hmm. um, and then my career is music. So dancing, but but you know what? Like They're so intertwined now. Um, they both infer each other, my music to my dance and my dance to my music. I feel like ever since I started dancing, like exotically doing pole, I've... I've just really come to know myself better and I've been a lot more self-expressed and confident in the way that I perform and I write is a lot more clear. Um, that's so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's not surprising, but it's cool to hear you articulate it like that. So before exotic dancing, were you dancing like it, how so? Like what types of dance did you do? Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I, I've done ballet and jazz since I was three. So, like, really consistently, like, <clears throat> 10 hours a week from the age of three to, like, 20. Like, I was, like, on the dance team in college. Um, and we, like, performed at basketball games and, like, went to national competitions. And that was for, like, mostly, like, jazz and hip-hop style dancing. Um, and... Then I didn't really, like, after college, I didn't dance professionally, 
but now I do. I started this year in January, so I've been dancing uh, for like 10 months at, at Cheetahs. At Cheetahs. Mm -hmm. Cool. Wow, interesting. Where did you go to school? I went to NYU for awesome. undergrad. That's, yeah. And you danced there. Yeah. You don't think of NYU as even, I don't, think of it as even <laughs> having sports, but you I know, know, you just think, you know of it for other reasons, like Tisch school right. and stuff. Right, so. totally. I mean, like, yeah, it's, we're division three, so it's not like we're like crazy school spirit, and it's true, like the NYU sports leagues are kind of minimal and obscure. They're like water polo or like mm -hmm. track. I mean, yes, like there is no, basketball. No, that's cool though. NYU like, seems amazing. It's a di totally mm -hmm. different college experience than right. Yeah, it's not like a school huge football spirit, school, but but <clears throat> the, we definitely like have and like I would say that relative to the other sports teams, our dance team is like pretty advanced. At least like when I was there. Nice. Yeah. Like I was surprised that I actually made the team because like I am a good dancer, but I'm not like the best. Yeah, but it wasn't a shoe in situation. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where did you grow up? I grew up in Fullerton, which is North Orange mm. County. I love looking like... at Eric for any California <laughs> references. He always knows. I've literally never been to Fullerton. So. But do oh. you know where it is? I know where it is. I always hear about downtown Fullerton. Everybody always says I've that. heard yeah. the word, but yeah. I don't know where it is either. Yeah, I mean, people know it because there's a Cal State there, Cal State Fullerton. Okay. Um, is, that, and... is it by Northridge or no? No. Northridge oh, okay. is like North LA. <laughs> mm. Um but Fullerton, yeah, downtown Fullerton, it has, like, this, like, bar kind of, like, thrift store vibe. Um, but I never really went, like, because mm -hmm. I, I only went to high school there and then I left. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I guess I, I know people who used to go and just hang out there. But yeah. it's, it's kind of whatever, yeah. you know, like, compared to L.A. But, yeah. So you dance. What's your um, ethnic background? Korean. Korean. Yeah. yeah, so um, I was born here, like born in Long Beach, grew up in Fullerton. Uh, but my mom and my dad immigrated in the 70s. And I think my dad came when he was like nine, and then my mom came when she was 17. And they met at Berkeley, at um, UC Berkeley. Yeah. Do you speak Korean? I do. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's honestly like pretty rudimentary. I like can talk at maybe a third grade very like conversational level like mm. enough to to sort of have my grandma understand the concept mm. of what i'm saying yeah. if it's like anything complex if it's like food or like how i'm feeling then i can say that but yeah. i think grammatically too it's like not that accurate no. <laughs> um but i mean for me it's it's a lot of um it's a lot more just like the culture that i feel like i uh want to feel connected to like even more recently I think growing up in the states or like even just being American or being born here I've like I went through like a period of like reverse racism where in like growing up all like mostly most of my friends were like Asian or like Korean just because in, in Orange Fullerton County, yeah, yeah in in Fullerton in Orange County there's like so many Koreans and and like East Asian people um, and then when I went to college, I was like, oh, like... Like you weren't Korean enough in those circles, maybe? Mm -hmm. Do you mean reverse racism like that? No, like, like I had a lot of Korean friends when I was little. And then when I went to college, I wanted to, like, not associate with Asian people. Got it, so I was yeah. like, oh, like, mm. I don't want to just be lumped in as, like, that Asian girl <clears throat> who, like, hangs out mm. with the Asian people. Yeah. Um, 
but now I'm having this like renaissance around being Korean and like what that means and so like even the music that I'm writing is like um, I'm sampling like traditional Korean instruments and like writing from that place and yeah it's just it's really exciting that's like what my next project's gonna be that's awesome I think even psychologically when they break up the different age groups like it's not surprising that 20s or when you're like becoming an adult, being independent of some sort, you really do, everyone wants to connect to just who they are more. It's like self-actualization stuff, mm -hmm. so that's cool. Yeah, and, and I was really inspired because after, um, when was this? I guess like after college and after grad school, I like, I went to Central and South America and I like was, I guess you could say studying shamanism and like feeling really connected to that sort of spirituality as opposed to like the one I grew up with which was like Protestant Christian yeah um and then I realized or like I learned that ancient Korean like religion was also shamanism it was like very like ancestral like elemental worship um of like can you give and, like an yeah give yeah, an example like, of, of like there's like a mountain god or like there's like the like the gods like the spirits of the house like you, mm. I, i'm sure like everyone's seen like mulan that's kind of like an, an easy reference oh, gosh like, i don't remember it there's at like all, that like there's like a shrine like on like next to the house where all the, the ancestors live and like you always have to like give them gifts mm -hmm. and like offerings and like yeah. it's really similar in korean culture where like it's almost like dia de los muertos like mm -hmm. you like really celebrate afterlife yeah is so such a thing mm -hmm. i feel like yeah, and just even just like reverence for like magical things. Yeah. Like the spiritual things. Um, and so when I realized that like Koreans have a shamanic background, like before Buddhism, before Christianity, um, I just became really interested in that. And so that's sort of like what I've been researching and studying and just wanting to know more about. Um, and that's like inferring my music too. Nice. Mm -hmm. Is are your parents religious? Um, yeah. My my dad's side of the family is like pretty darn religious. Like Protestant. Yeah. Like church every Sunday, like God fearing people, quote unquote. Uh, is it a Korean church? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean it's not like it's not like in the title, but it's probably ninety nine percent Korean. Yeah. Um and my mom, she was, like, when she was married to my dad, and then she kind of, like, went the exact opposite way, where she was, like, fuck all that, and, like, atheist, like... <laughs> That's yeah. bold for mm -hmm. a grown person to do. You'd think if you were going to make that decision, it it's going to be when you're younger, so that's cool that she ha had a new coming of age mm -hmm. after divorce, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, my mom's really awesome she like went through I feel like every decade of her life was different like in her 20s like you know she was like going to law school and then like figuring <clears> out <throat> what it meant to be a Korean woman in America like where previously the country that she lived in was like misogynistic or like women were seen as subservient or like not able to to do what they wanted and so like when she came here then she got to do that and then even just like growing up I saw her grow as a person and I feel like just having her as a mom has helped me like really free myself from all of the like filial or like cultural um, ideas of who I have to be like that was a big part of my journey is just separating from 
like the the sort of like Asian parent domination of my life and like not even necessarily like my dad really like pushed that but I think it was even just like on a on a subconscious level I felt like the way that I could connect with my dad was like making him proud according to how I thought he wanted me to be so like oh like I have to go to college I have to go to grad school I have to be a professional like doctor lawyer architect or mm -hmm. something and and my life in the past like five years has just been like stripping away those layers of like who unintended <laughs> right right of like who I who I needed um or who, who I thought I needed to be to to be me um and just yeah, it's it's been a lot of, of fun, I guess, or just even just like clarity and a lot of like schluffing, schlep, schluffing, I don't know. Just some, schlepping? I don't some, even know. Some verb where you like scrub your dead skin off, you uh -huh. know, like, um, and it feels just really good. Like I've never been so consistently happy, like not oh, even on awesome. this like joyous ecstasy level, but now that I'm doing me, like really, I like it's just incomparable yeah to like living when you feel trapped or when when you kind of like know that something's not right or like you're not directing your own life so were you on track to do something else and then you made this conscious decision to do everything you're pursuing now was there a time or did you just yeah I mean it, it was definitely gradual it wasn't like a light switch on and off thing um like I like I mentioned, like I went to to college, and then, um, I, like right after college, I went. Well, no, I was working at an architecture firm in downtown Brooklyn, and this was like after I had graduated. And when I was there, I think I had a realization, just like, oh, I see where my life is going now. Like I'm just gonna like slowly like rise up, like junior architect, Climb like the corporate ladder, yeah, like principal. And like I, I was like I don't want to do this. Like this is good and this is a passion of mine, but there's so much more that I still haven't explored. Like just as a performer, as like an artist, and so um, it just made me like want to recalibrate and like reflect on everything that was going on. And I remember like that year, I, I would write out so many lists of like all the options that I could do, like own a Korean vegan. <laughs> like truck restaurant you know mm -hmm. or like I could be like the chef for that or like oh I could be like a journalist for this or like oh I could like be a musician or like oh I could be like whatever you know and I was it was literally like just like a, a multi-pronged fork opportunity for me like what when I had that realization like oh I don't necessarily need to keep going down this path um and then I I just like left New York I went to Guatemala I like was on a permaculture farm and I like studied yoga and then I what's permaculture <laughs> it's um it's kind of like a lifestyle where um you you like or I guess yeah it's like a the idea that everything's like connected so like even when you like it is it self-sustaining or something yeah it's like a it's just a whole systems practice of like of understanding that like when I eat this apple and I throw it in the garbage and it goes in the landfill like it's just gonna seep into like all the plastic and shit that's there so like instead why don't I like compost it and then like make it into the soil or like just even like understanding that 
all of the cycles that happen on earth can be more natural like they don't have to be um so processed just like i guess like living organically but it's it's even like beyond just food and agriculture it's like how can we apply this to like social um ways of being like how can we like do things that are more democratic and uh, more community oriented and like less capitalistic um in a way i would say Okay, cool. Yeah. Thanks for the lesson. Anyway, you may continue. Okay, great. So, so yeah, like anyways, I just like had these these um instances where like I I did like more more like spiritual based work. So like yoga, permaculture. I went to Burning Man. I like did this like solo road trip by myself where I just like visited my mom's friends. Um and then I remember like I went to grad school and I was like, "Okay, I really don't want to do this. I was like crying on the plane. Um, but then I ended up, you know, being there in London for a year and it was great. Grad school in London? Mm-hmm. Oh, what a life. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the question is still why? I don't know. When did We're I realize talking. that I wanted to like switch my life? Yeah. So it was like this very gradual process of, of switching my life because I was still like, I'd still signed up for grad school. I was like, okay, I'm going to go. And I was studying like urban sociology. And then I, when I was finally done with that, I was like, okay, I need to write my dissertation. So I went back to LA and I still had to like write my 50 page dissertation on like urban, like bicycling in LA. So like I did that, but like in the meanwhile, I was also um, sitting in on like studio sessions with like my music producer friends and like just like sort of like doing R&D on like how I could start living the artist life. Um, So then... It took a while. I mean, I, I actually did, I was a journalist for a bit, like for a weekly paper in the South Bay, like for Redondo Beach. And then um, I was working like at my dad's office, like he has a surgery center in Cerritos. And all the while I was like writing music, I was like looking for producers who could help me like actually make my music into mm-hmm. like real songs. And, um, and then I kind of just like, you know what? I. It was when I first went to a strip club. Like, honestly, I haven't even ever been to a topless or a nude strip club. Like, so, like, I don't even know what that's like. Wait, you're Um, saying you still have not? No, I still have not. The only clubs that I've been to are Cheetahs and Jumbos, which are both, like, bikini bars, you know? So, um, yeah, but anyways, I hadn't been to any sort of establishment in that realm. And so I went to this, like, selection party with a producer that I was working with or that I still am, Um, his name's John, and afterwards, it was, like, midnight, and we're, like, okay, like, why don't we go do something else, and I was, like, oh, like, why don't we go to strip club, like, I've never been, and so we went to Jumbo's, and I think it was, like, a Saturday, so, like, the line was, like, out the door, and we're, like, okay, this is not gonna happen, Um, and then, so we were going back home, and then we saw Cheetahs, because they're, like, on the same block, Yeah. Um, and we just went in, and I, like, sat down at the tip rail and I think like Malice was on and I think like Rain was on and like a couple other girls that I now know. Are they pretty infamous for like Cheetah's girls or something? Yeah and I'm, I mean they're just like some of the best dancers there like skill wise yeah. too. Um, and I remember watching them and just being like wow like I could do this you know. Um, so I like I implanted that idea in my mind and it had always sort of been on my mind as, like, an adult, like, wanting to explore the realm of dancing, and, um, I had, I had a friend that I met, 
when I was writing my dissertation actually, who is also a singer, she's, she works at Jumbos. Um, and so like her, her having that job also sort of like turned me on to the idea like, oh, like there's people that I know that are yeah. strippers. Like it's not weird, you know? Um, and so then I auditioned at Cheetahs, I think November of 2016 and I remember the DJ was like, oh, well, I like, call you back that weekend. So almost a year, a mm-hmm. year ago. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then like, the, I never heard back. So like I went in again, like two months later, I think in January and I auditioned again and, um, I just like started working, Yeah. but yeah, it's, it's kind of like an atypical story because I had to audition twice. Like I didn't like get it the first time. Um, but did I think also find out why, or did you audition with the same people for the same person? Um, Honestly, I think it it was just that I built my confidence up. Like, when I first auditioned, I had zero pole experience. Like, I literally was just, like, improving down the stage, like, what I thought you should do. Yeah. Um, I, I, like, didn't even, like, watch videos or, like, prep in any way. That's just kind of, like, how I do things in life, which is, like, too, you know, it's, like, good and bad. Um, That's good. Yeah. It's just that high school. That reminds me in high school. Don't study the night before. You just go in. I mean, it's true. But, like, I always think, like, oh, man, like, how much how much more could I, like, squeeze out of life if I actually, like, prepared for shit? That's true. <laughs> yeah. No, I think about... Yeah. Yeah. I think this is a thing everyone thinks about. That's yeah. true. Um, but, yeah, I think I took some pole classes, and I even just, like... What? In between the times? Yeah. Okay, interesting. Yeah, and so, Were you gearing up to audition again? I guess in a way, yeah. But otherwise, maybe just taking the pole classes because you are a dancer and that is a fitness craze and stuff and it's yeah, like totally. available to you. Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. I remember I, I was taking like classes all around LA. Like there's, there's a place on the west side called the Pole Garage where the owner is like just this really like life-loving cheery woman and she, she's like a really good dancer too. She does like really good floor work like crawling and like lap dance moves and like just sultry like stuff like that and I was like oh this is like so fun and then I also went to some classes in Van Nuys at the choreography house and the owner there too I took like her class her name's Kelly as well and um she she teaches like not not just like pole dancing she teaches like I think one of the classes was called Liquid, and it's it was sort of like even like African dance with pole, or like like really like modern contemporary dance with the pole. Cool. And 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 now that I've like just had like ten months of like making my own shit up at Cheetahs, like it's like my dance style is like a mix of like actually doing what people have taught me or like what I've seen and like taught myself and honestly just like making it up like I never pre um like compose an idea or like a a routine before I go on stage it's always just like in the moment or like even songs like I don't like choose songs really that much beforehand like maybe like five or ten minutes before I like go through my phone and I'm like oh I want to do this song and you give it to the DJ mm-hmm. what type of songs do you usually do um, it depends I feel like um, like if I could I would dance to like only like 
the music that I like. So like really kind of like witchy, emotional, like industrial music, like mm. Subdelisa or like FK Twigs or like Banks. Like, you know, like I would, I would dance to like really like feminine but strong music, but like I can't really do that. Like I can, I can choose those songs sometimes, like if it's early in the night and it's yeah. like a weekday and the club's empty. But generally, I like to just do what I think people like. So, um, before working at Cheetahs and dancing at Cheetahs, like I just didn't listen to any of the like trap, hip hop, like any of that shit just because I don't like it like like it's just like shitty music in general like I mean I can understand like if you're like fucked up or if you're drunk or like whatever but I feel like if you're like I know this sounds like really elitist and like whatever like spiritual hippy dippy but like if you're like kind of like just um I forgot what I was even gonna say like if you're like conscious okay that sounds really stupid but you know what I mean like if you're just like actually like in touch with your senses I feel like I only like that music if I'm like in a certain mood and like even but there's like also other music that like I feel more enlivened by like I'm, I'm kind of shitting on like the whole like auto-tune just like you know trap thing but I don't know maybe it's because I don't do drugs I feel like sometimes like you have to do like like sure. prescription drugs to just like feel that like slow like 70 bpm like you know but i guess i like it too like i like i like stuff like um i i want to start dancing to more dance hall like like oh, straight up love dance hall yeah dance hall actually um but my friend kendall i was shooting i just shot a music video at cheetahs for one of my songs awesome um, and is it totally cheetahs themed like you're in a bikini and stuff um well the fr- there's two looks one of the looks is literally i just glued sequins on my boobs so i'm like just fucking sparkly and then i like made my own panties i like got these like translucent pink underwear from forever 21 and then like sewed swavarsky like crystals on them nice so it's just like this like blinged out like shiny look yeah um with like metallic thigh high boots but yeah, I'm like pole dancing. And then um, the other look is like one of my like most typical outfits is like this like strappy like harness dominatrix like dark thing. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's like all black. Um, but yeah, so it's like I, I did those two looks. So yeah, it's like what I would wear. Yeah, cool. Um, Wait, by the way, mm-hmm. so what's, what name do you dance with? Oh, Eve. Eve. Mm-hmm. Just trying to get a sensory image of this right now. Yeah. Eve in her dominatrix outfit. Uh-huh. Okay, uh-huh. I got it. Eve after the rapper, Eve. <laughs> you know, I like that. I do I do dance to some Eve songs. I Actually, do. like one of the DJs, he he kind of started that. He like put like um tambourine or like blow like let me blow your mind or like uh, whatever else. Yeah. Um but no, it was actually my friend named me because one of the first bikinis I got um, to dance was like one with weed print on it, like weed leaves, and um, oh, so you looked like yeah, Eve so, in the garden. Exactly. So she's like, oh, so you're like Eve, and I was like, oh, okay, like mm. that'll be my name. Oh, I love so. people naming each other. That's just like the best way to get names, right? Yeah, it's so much better. Yeah, cool. it's just kind of hard sometimes to to say at the club because I think I like over enunciate it. I'm like. 
Eve. And people are like, <laughs> Ian? Like, uh, what? Oh like, E? Like, Evie? Because yeah, I'm like, no it, syllables. Right, yeah. and it's like so loud, and I'm just like Eve, yeah. and like, so, so like especially you sounded like mini me. Oh my god, it's like uncanny. Oh <laughs> um, Or like for like Latino customers too, I'll just like straight up be like Eva, because like every time I say like Eve to them, they're like E, and I'm like no, it's Eva. Okay, I and love and they, like, that. Yeah, I love like oh, saying god. it according to whatever. Language you're gonna encounter. That's amazing. Dude, my Spanish has gotten better. From working in the club? Yeah, because there's some guys <laughs> that like I'll go up to them and be like they'll be like, Oh, I don't speak English and and then I, I just like speak to them in Spanish. Because I studied Spanish from like seventh grade, like through college. So yeah. like, maybe like five years of school. And then I also like spent some time in like Ecuador and Costa Rica, Colombia, Spain. So like I can I've spoken it enough where like I can actually I, I speak Spanish better than I speak Korean. So like there's like mm. last week I just talked <clears> to this guy for like fifteen minutes in Spanish. And like that like enabled me to like actually get a tip out of him, you know, where like I feel like nice. he doesn't tip other people. For sure. Yeah. Wow, interesting. Mm-hmm. What is the typical clientele at Cheetahs, do you think? varies now because we have like new promoters that are helping bring in bands and DJ nights and stuff. Well, first of all, yeah, just Mm -hmm. give us the layout because, so you say it's a bikini bar, you're never topless Mm -mm. and you're never bottomless, obviously. Mm -mm. In a bikini the whole time, dancing, walking around, Mm -hmm. doing, but you do lap dances and Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. But just the only difference would be clothing wise compared to other clubs then. Yeah. But then there are bands. Yeah. So, I think back, you know, a few years ago, I always, like, hear people that are, like, more old-time regulars be like, oh, yeah, like, my my friend's band used to play here all the time. Um, so, I think it used to be, a, like, have a reputation as being sort of, like, a rocker-type venue sometimes. Um, but since I've worked there, we started bringing in... I guess more more bands. Yeah, like the other night it was sort of like this like biker rock metalish band. Um and then so I like danced to like two Black Sabbath songs and I made like the most money that I had ever made at She Does Ever. Just because I was like catering to the crowd. Yeah. Um and would you ever be dancing while the band is playing? Yeah. That's so fucking cool. Dude, it's that's just like such an experience for the customer. You're just there. You would be there for hours. Like you should be because it's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I actually prefer dancing when the band's on. Yeah. Just because it's like way more artistic too. Like I literally just dance to whatever they're playing and like they're performing too. So like we make this performance together. It really is. You're like a dancer. It almost reminds me, you said before you came here you were doing a Model, what did you call it? Live drawing, modeling. It's, yeah, for that? I guess it's called figure modeling or like modeling for figure drawing. Yeah, so yeah. while that is silent, presumably mm-hmm. not musical, I don't know, still reminded me of that because you're just, you really are just like this centerpiece of like for people to watch, which is mm-hmm. obviously what strip clubs are in general, but that's just so cool. Yeah, it's actually been so amazing. Like, I love being a stripper. Like, it, it's hard for me to call myself yeah, a stripper all the so time. Yeah, I know. So what do you say? I mean, I, I, I identify as a stripper, but, like, 
I never know. It has because a derogatory it, nature, so I feel oh. weird sometimes when I say it to you or to a, people I'm interviewing. I'm like, do you call yourself that? Because I'm not trying to call you what you don't call yourself. Oh, no. I mean, I absolutely do. I, I, I only hesitate because it's, like, slightly incorrect because okay. I'm not, like, topless. Oh, I, you're I, right. I don't You're not strip. stripping. I mean, I, like, sometimes I'll wear, like, like a like a shirt or like I'll wear like a, a cape or something like cute and like take it off, you know, but um, we're not allowed to like show our our pieces. Do you know why that is legally? Do you know what dif- what the difference is between your club? Like can you have alcohol at your club? Yeah. So it's a bar. Yeah. And then, I don't know, are they like registered differently as, I wonder. I don't know like the the actual legalities. I feel like I've heard that in California you can't serve liquor and have boobies, but yeah, I, I'm not sure. I feel like there's always exceptions. Mm, I don't know. I'm no. sure people have gone to what? Deja don't vu? don't ask me. Yeah, I don't really I know. know. I just said I don't know. <laughs> well, I don't think I think you for sure can't. We've talked about this, and I still yeah. don't have a straight answer. I guess you for sure can't show badge like you can't be bottomless and alcohol Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but then I forget Mm. about the topless rule Mm. but yeah yeah you're you're more knowledgeable than I am but I mean honestly I haven't researched it I probably should know this but well I don't know it's not really I guess it doesn't affect me unless an interviewer is asking you (laughs) so no yeah 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 no but you're you're right like it's done a lot just as like a model or like as a dancer or like as a singer they're all so connected like having that stage command but even like knowing how to to like pass the energy back and forth between like myself and like who's watching and like how to to create that whole world together um yeah I feel like being on stage you know three or four nights a week has done so much just like for my ability to like know myself and like how to conduct myself in front of like anyone um or even just feel like why ever like hide anything or like why 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 not just like share who I am and like not have to feel like I have to like go through all these steps before I do um like for instance I met or my boyfriend and I we met this guy at Burning Man um and he just came to visit us. He's like a classical trombone player like in San Francisco. And um, we had never hung out with him after Burning Man. And like, I just started my period on Sunday and we were out getting Indian food in Silver Lake. And like, I had just put on my like period underwear. I wear Thinks. They're like the best ever. Do you know Thinks? Uh, if, I think I'm thinking of what that is. Okay. What? like. They're What's the okay, concept? so I'm wearing them right now. Okay. Um, Amazing. It, they're the best. It's like this new technology where it's it's like literally like the fabric absorbs your period and it leaves like the surface dry. So it's like it's as thin as a regular underwear, like maybe like two or three like layers of like yeah. t-shirt thicker. Okay. Or like not even, you know? Um, but it's it's like what I like wear when I'm on my period. Like I don't even wear like I, like, don't wear tampons anymore unless I'm, like, dancing and, like, I have to. Wow, um, I literally have on my bullet point list of things I wanted to talk about. I haven't yet talked about 
stripping on your period. Okay. Or dancing on your period. Well, great. So let's get into it. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways. What would the name of name of it? Oh, they're called Thinks. Thinks. Shout out Thinks. Yeah, it's Thinks with an X at I, the end. I gotta give me a pair. Dude, <laughs> I like gave them to like my aunts and my cousins like on Christmas like two years ago because it was just like, this is the best. Please yeah. use these. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, I guess just finishing my story with like Nick who came to visit, like I... I had just met this guy and like I felt my period blood coming out like onto my underwear and I was like oh like in my mind I was like oh like thank god I like put this on yeah I like felt it like I felt like my womb was like okay yeah like you're gonna come soon like I'm just gonna wear these underwear so I don't like leak or like bleed and I like straight up like at the dinner table like with Nick and Connor I was like oh like I just started my period like I'm like <laughs> like like I guess just like shit like that it just like why I just feel very, like, open and confident. Like, I don't need to, like, not share things. I mean, sometimes it's, like, inappropriate, though, you know? Like, I feel like... At dinner, though? Yeah, I have... I do have a reputation, like, within my close friends for just being, like, the fucking, like, weird, like, ham, you know? Like, that is a little too, like, self-centered sometimes. Um, I'm not... I would have been hot, and I'm about to eat my steak. (laughs) That's because guys are very weird about... I mean, guys are so awesome. I think it's two polar opposites. I think guys, when you talk about periods, are weirded out and grossed out. Dinner, food, period, blood, a nasty combo for a guy. Just not at dinner. Yeah, but I'm saying, but let me finish because it'll be, (laughs) this is the flip side is that, but guys, if you're like in a relationship with one or or having sex with one, are Mm -hmm. usually just the coolest about it when it comes to sex. Mostly because they're just horny and want to have sex. But, like, guys usually, I think, are so nice and don't care. A girl will be the one who's like, I'm on my period. We can't. And he's like, I'm going to get a towel. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, that's, that's so I think yeah. it's really sweet and cute that they're that's, like, that's true. Who, what's the difference? Uh, I, in my yeah, experience. It's don't, true. Don't say that when you're about to have spaghetti either. Okay. I've heard about, okay. I've heard about, have you heard about spaghetti? What? what? They call it red. Supposedly... I guess they do this in the South where girls take their period but and like put it in spaghetti and they feed it to their to their boyfriend or whatever. What is it? Cruel. So, so their man will stay with them. Oh, because it's like an that. old school thing where it's, he eats the blood? They, they'll like fall under some spell. And it's called red gravy. Oh my god. That's so funny. I've never heard of this. But it that's kind of in The Love Witch. Do you know this new movie that came out like a month the or Love a Witch. year or two ago? Nah. It's it's basically about this like modern day kind of like witch who puts spells on all her lovers mm-hmm. to like fall in love with her. Um but that's kind of one of them. She like uses her pee and her like tampon and stuff. Oh, what the fuck does she do with her pee? Um I forget, but she she makes a spell like or like a concoction out of it. Wow! <gasps> I, I Ooh, heard people talking spooky. about it. Spooky! <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's true. Like when yeah. when you bring up your period in front of guys, like I I guess I did sort of an experiment this week. Like I told 
the the teacher who was teaching the art class that I was modeling for like hey I'm on my period like I'm basically gonna be like free bleeding like on the stage while you guys are drawing like just so you know I, I'm gonna put like a black t-shirt under and he kind of like did this slight grimace and and I like noted that in my head and I was like okay and then I told another friend like oh I'm on my period when I like came over to his house and he did the same thing and I was kind of like what's Fuck. a grimace do it like like kind of like Ugh. like oh like a like a yeah but, but like fuck man like why why do why is it still that guys think that women are dirty when they're on their period like that's yeah. something that like is like one of my missions to like normalize mm -hmm. is that like um you fucking came out of a, of a vagina like you don't like this is like how you were made like the period is literally like what what every woman in the world experiences like all the time. We don't so, think it's dirty, though. What you, do you think? Then why would you speak grimace? for your kind? Yeah. I mean, but okay. On the flip side, uh, I can't even do that. I no, I, we're not attacking you either. Please no, have I'm, the floor and like speak for no, me. Oh yeah, I'm trying to like on the flip. Like, what if we had periods? And what would you guys think about that? What if we had some weird? What if we lactated from our nipples? Or that's not a bad thing. But what if we just had some kind of weird like? Would you think we were dirty or like we all? I, I just think it takes a knowledgeable person to know if we're talking about just dirtiness. I think anyone who's not an idiot doesn't think it's can't you can't possibly think it's dirty. It's like literally not. I just think you know we might think it's funny a little bit. I might sound like an idiot. <laughs> I think it's funny when people bring up their period. I think it's funny. You know <laughs> because it's, it's uncomfortable. That's it's like, uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 You know, I just oh, saw on Twitter, oh. thank God, there's so many like awesome, funny, smart people on Twitter that just shut down stupidity immediately. So there was this tweet of a picture of a girl took of her underwear and it was clean, totally clean. And she was mm -hmm. like, uh, I'm a, like, fuck you, dirty bitches. Like, no discharge in my underwear. I'm clean as fuck. Did you that. see that? Yeah, so because then it like went viral because someone else quote tweeted it and was like, Discharges the vagina cleaning itself. So what the fuck like you're stupid do some research and then everyone else I'm so surprised by everyone's knowledge Everyone else just was on that same side and was like is it yeah This girl's pussy be dry as SpongeBob like posting memes just being like she's the dirty gross one for thinking She's clean like all right do your research like you're that's totally women discharging is normal whatever it was just cool i was like hell yeah everyone's a scientist yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice I, I thought it was just weird that she posted that picture though in the first place yeah i don't i mean i don't even know how would you post like she was sitting on the toilet like she posted <gasps> took a picture of her pants all i know is you could yeah however she was holding it i remember you could see the her shit. nails were really nice like so it was yeah. a weird angle her nails her crotch of her underwear but yeah but not none of her body yeah. whatever uh, uh. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, I actually had the same conversation, um, like, two days ago about just, like, the difference between discharge and cum. Like, why is it, like, sexy and hot to, like, drink your, your guy's cum, but, like, would, if you switch that, like, you know, why is that, like, gross? You know? Like, yeah. To, like, eat discharge or, like, eat squirt or, like, whatever, you know? Because squirt Eat, is squirt is squirt two is... words I've never heard together and I love them. Because squirt is pee, that's why. I mean, no, but cause what is... cum is too. There's pee and cum. And like... But it, squirt is, like, 90% probably piss. Why? Yeah. It's not the same hole. 
There's no other way. How could you explain somebody squirting? Like, it's just coming though. It's just. I've heard it was just piss. That's what I've heard. I'm going with it. As far as this, I don't know. Eating discharge. <laughs> I think just the word discharge is this, is a unfortunate word for the for what it is. It just sounds. It's probably yeah. It's probably just the word. Maybe if it was <laughs> if you switch the word like if you call it discharge come. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. Right. Be, I don't know. It might be no. One of the things I want to do is also just like make food out of cum. Like, Yo, <laughs> this girl is amazing. Okay, short term goal, medium term. You've just been thinking about this. No, it's been kind of long term. Like it's been like for at least like four years. Like you're we're, just like, like curious I want... to do it. Yeah, I like. I mean, like one of my fantasies is like literally having like an egg pan next to the bed. And then, like, my guy can just, like, come into the pan and then I, like, scramble it up. <laughs> but, like, that's, like, me. I am so amazed right now. Kind of weird. But, like, also I've no. been thinking of, like, raw cum sorbet. Like, you, like, no. flavor it with, like, Meyer lemon and, like, a mint or something. And, is like, it chia all, seeds. In this fantasy, is it always your guy's jizz? Yeah. I mean, this is also what a friend asked me. He was like, uh, but, like, would you, like, just want anyone's? And I'm like, yeah, no, you're right. Like, I just need to, like, collect... Like my boyfriend's cum. your boyfriend, but it would would it be yours or your boyfriend is what I'm right. I think question. it would be like within that, but I think like just the idea of like that being cool, like for like everyone who like <laughs> is like they've like gotten their STD check done, like they're like good, like just like fucking like do some like home cooking. <laughs> Honestly, if you can normalize that, I'm down. That's like such an interesting thing that I've never thought about before. <laughs> I've seen an article also about like someone collecting their discharge and like trying to make like probiotics. I've like, seen that. Yes, I've it. seen a girl. Uh, I've yeah. read an article about a girl do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, I mean, even for me too, like I'm kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's well, I think I'm intrigued by when you're pregnant. Or when you have your baby and you eat the placenta, mm -hmm. I would do that. I haven't oh, read yeah. extensively on it at all, but I think I would do it right. from what I know. Yeah. It has so many benefits, supposedly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Back to stripping on your period. Yeah. Okay. Um, luckily, somehow, I don't think I've ever had to dance on, like, day one or day two. Okay. Like, today is, like, day three and a half. So, like, I, I'll be fine, you know? And I think when I did, like... You'll be fine in terms of... but. What would you be doing? Wearing a tampon? Not? Oh, um, no, I'm not going to wear not, a tampon. Because you don't. Yeah. Well, I do. And you're like, not wearing your Thinks on stage either. Yeah, because so if Thinks had like really cute, like stripper cheeky <laughs> panties, then I Make would a do line. that. I know, right? Like Collab that, with it. Dude, <laughs> so true. Honestly, <laughs> and that's an amazing idea. Right? You should. No, it's true because they, they made like, like they're like, 2.0 version that's like cotton and like the the original ones like the beta ones had like these like lace cutouts in the front and like they were like actually like kind of cute but like now these ones are just like plain yeah so they're like for like yeah like we need to make more period attire that's like sexy mm -hmm. you know actually my friend corinne is doing that she's making this whole like fashion line called on my period and she makes these like statement necklaces i oh i'm not wearing any of them but um, you should look her up. She's amazing. But she, she's, she wants to make, like, see-through lingerie and, like, embellish it with, like, pussy, like, emblems. Like, kind of, like, gold chains that, with, like, um, brooches or, like, you know, what is it called? 
anyways, like, a, a piece that, like, looks like a pussy that, like, hangs down from, like, the body chain or whatever. And, or it's just, like, Elaborate. This, like, yeah, like, this whole, like, all red line that you can wear when you're on your period so that you're, like, oh, like, I'm bleeding, but, like, I'm still a goddess and I, like, look sexy and I feel good. But what if you live in a crib neighborhood? <laughs> 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 oh god what are you gonna do <laughs> that's the thing <laughs> gotta pick one or the other oh man yeah but um yeah generally i i know that like whenever it comes up in like the dressing room like oh i'm on my period then it's like seen as a good thing because all the girls will be like oh good well like, the guys will smell it and they like it and like i've heard just like anecdotally that like guys really are like turned on sometimes by like when you're on your period like whether it's like literally like the pheromones or hormones yeah um or like that they just think it's kinky um but i think it's a secret disc maybe the disgust is disgust but beneath that layer it's because they're curious mm, or something i think mm. those are kind of like intertwined emotions maybe for a guy where it's like I'm like speaking, and there's a guy here who could easily say yes or no. But I don't know. I find when I've had in-depth conversations with my ex-boyfriend, I'd always like, he'd be curious even if his face was grossed out. Mm. Just about like woman stuff or things I'd be telling him. I'd be like, I don't know. Right. can kind of tell. I don't know. Listen, if I find, if the right woman comes along, I'm down to like get my red wings. I'm down. Oh, like eat her out on her period? Oh, if the- What? Say this fucking term again. We're not red, sliding past this. Red wings. You're down to get your red wings. Yes. Oh my I'm, god, I, I, what I, I, a term. I, I'm not just gonna do it with anybody. Like it has to be somebody, you know. Yeah. You know, cool. A lot of what I feel like I'm imagining when we have these like hypothetical situations is like a relationship, a couple where you're really open. This is like not mm-hmm. very applicable for mm-hmm. one night stands in general. <laughs> like I'm not gonna go there. Here, let's out. make cum scrambled eggs. Yeah. <laughs> I dare you to though. <laughs> With a one night stand. Yeah. Oh, you do oh, have a boyfriend. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. So your boyfriend, how were you, how does he feel about your dancing? I just explained this to another couple the other day because we like went on a double date with them. Um, we met and started dating before I started dancing. So he's like seen me through the whole process. And basically, he's down if I'm down. Like at first when I was like still nervous and kind of like, oh, I don't know how to like navigate like talking to like guys and like this like sexual terrain of like whatever, like providing a service. Like when I was uneasy about it, that like made him like, oh, like, well, I don't know. But the more that it works for me and that like it's serving me too, like, it's just kind of a no-brainer, like, for him. I think, you know, like, every every relationship you, like, go through your, like, jealousy or, like, insecurity. But, like, we've kind of, like, done all of that. Like, we've, like, like ne- not that it's ever over, but I feel like we've just established a platform of trust from where we, like, operate. And we just know that like this is my work and like he just sees me even just like being how I would be with customers like flirty and open and free and naked like at festivals because we go to a lot of like music festivals and like or even just like you know at home like it's not like a different side of me yeah really it's just kind of like my personality so it's yeah it's like not a problem at all yeah well he sounds cool is he your also 
you guys are also kind of music collaborative partners? Yeah, yeah. So we actually met because of music. Um, we met at Lucidity, which is a festival in Santa Barbara, and it was like at, at like a producer social. So he played one of his songs, and I sang one of my songs, and we're like, oh, like we like each other's style, and then we just started like making music together. So yeah, That's awesome. we. He's mainly like a producer, engineer, drummer. Um, I'm mostly like singer, songwriter. Um, and then I started producing like a year ago with his, with a lot of his like teaching and help. Nice. Mm-hmm. Do you DJ too? Did you say that? Yeah, I DJ. I'm actually like really proud of myself. Um, <laughs> cheetahs and like even just like having such a routine practice every week of like, like this is my work, I'm dancing and improving my craft like three to four times a week putting five hours in a day like that has just shown me that like even at the age of 27 like as an adult if I if I put enough hours into like mastering something like I can really get good at it and like I can achieve like this flow state on stage or like I can like even get to like a level that I didn't think I could it's kind of like the old dog new tricks thing. It's like, oh, like after a certain age, you're like, oh, I'm too old to like learn something new. But like, fuck, like I learned how to pole dance in a year, you know? Like, and I'm like really good. Okay, like that sounds like really no, ballsy, I love, but like, it no, like I like I like do well at the club, you know? Um, and the same goes with like DJing, you know? Like I, I didn't know anything about DJing um, until like this summer. Um, I actually learned producing before I learned how to DJ. And so, like, I knew Ableton. I was really familiar with just, like, all of the, like, functions of mixing, like, how to EQ things, just, like, like all the things you need to know as a DJ, like, you know, like, beat matching and all of that. But I had never actually, like, put together, like, a song crate, you know, library. And, like, it's it's kind of a very specific craft. And um, unless you practice it a lot, like you, you, you're not gonna be good at it. Uh-huh. So like, I had a show last night. Um, I DJed at the Lash in downtown LA, and um, I had known that this was on my calendar for like two weeks or like three weeks. And then so like as it approached, I like was practicing more and more, and I like really only practiced for probably like four days, but I like, I just got better like exponentially, like. Last night, I, I, like, actually did mixes between songs where I was just like, holy fuck, this sounds amazing. Yeah. And I was just, like, vibing the fuck out. Like, I was, like, like, I was just so happy. It's, like, this, like, joy when you when you perform and you get something right that, like, is, like, unparalleled. Um, and but you were doing the mixes, like, live, like... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, totally. Because I, I wonder how many people, like, just make a pre-made mix. Oh. I would do that shit. No, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, like I I used um my controller and and Serato um which is uh, this okay. DJ program so. um to just mix mix in tracks and I think one of the things that I'd done was it was actually an Eve song it, or it was it was City High featuring Eve um wow. it was Caramel I like that song came into my mind like City you know like City Echo spot it. That's and crazy. anything I want, I wow, got it. Wow, that's crazy. Five, yeah. five brown eyes. Smell like sunrise. So I, I played that song, and then I, I played it with like a fly low beat, like under. Yeah, yeah. And like I mashed it up, and I was like, holy fuck, this is amazing. I like high passed her vocals. So yeah, like it was mostly yeah, yeah. just the vocal, and then like I low, or no, wait. 
yeah, I low pass the, the, the beat. So I like put them together. And I was just like, oh my god, this is amazing. Um, Did you record the mix? No. Okay, you know, okay. No, I, sh I guess I should have um, next time. The fact but, that she brought up City High. City High is so fucking like, <laughs> just throwback. Like, right? Crazy. No, I mean, that's like my jam. I grew yeah. up I grew up in the 90s, like listening to like R&B. So, um, hey, you said you were 27, right? Mm -hmm. When's your birthday? September 13th. Okay, September. I'm, I'm a Virgo. Virgo too. <gasps> oh hey. my god. Certain things you've said, I have been like same. Was your birthday in fourth? Uh, no, I'm September. September fourth. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, 27. Yeah, that's. I thought you were younger than that, so I was like, how the fuck she knows city? Well, high Koreans high? are leading the pack around the world with skincare, so. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's true. You're gonna look like a baby. Yeah. Forever. Toner, toner has changed my life. I like didn't. I used to just do like wash my face and then moisturize yeah moisturize but like toner I, I introduced into my regimen like five years ago and it's like the best do you have dry or oily skin it's a combination yeah I used to think that my skin was really oily so I would like always get the like matte stuff and uh -huh. then I would like not moisturize enough but then once I started like lathering cream on my face it actually helped the oil because like it was secreting oil because it wanted more moisture. Got it, yeah. yeah. It's so confusing. I think people get that kind of stuff mixed up a lot unless yeah. they've been really like analyzed and someone has told them what to do. What the fuck does a toner do? <laughs> it, it tones? Like... So toner always has to do with pH, right? Yeah, Isn't that it's purpose. So. But now you have to explain it to him. Oh, I mean, I yeah, I see it as like a balancer. I actually see it as like a, an extra cleanser. So mm -hmm. it's like you do your cleansing and then you spray the toner onto a cotton pad and you like wipe your face. Okay. So yeah, it like balances the pH, but I think it also just like gets all the makeup or like residue, the dirt, the grime that like the the cleanser doesn't cuz like it has a different um it's more like astringent. It's like it's not alcohol based, but it's like more extractive. And then so like you get all the shit out and you like even the the complexion and then you moisturize it. Because mm. I feel like if you just wash and then you moisturize, you're kind of just like packing on yeah, what you didn't wash that. off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, I don't know shit about this. <laughs> I remember I was using, um, what's that shit called? The apple, apple cider vinegar. I was oh, yeah. using that shit, mm -hmm. but I don't know shit about it. I just heard it works. I was like, hey, shit. What'd you, how'd you use it? I just washed my face. I was using this shit called uh, Busy Bees or some shit. Burt's Bees? Burt's Bees. I was Ooh. using that shit. Annie told me about it. I love that you didn't know it was called Burt's Bees. <laughs> That's so cute. Okay. I said Busy Bees. Okay. <laughs> love it. Yeah, I always just use a face wash. And then I would use the, the apple cider. I put it on a cotton ball. But just straight? You wouldn't dilute it? No, yeah, I, I did dilute it. Mm -hmm. I put it in like a little bottle, put some water in it, and mm -hmm. shook it up. And then yeah. And then did that, and then just put the moisture, let it dry, and put the... I don't, I don't, I don't know what the fuck I mean. No, that's good. <laughs> yeah. The only way you, people know is if you, like, care about certain things, slowly collect research over time. It's just like, and yeah. if it mattered to you, then you're going to be like, what should I do? I don't yeah. know. No one, like, knows everything all, all of a sudden. I feel like the face wash that has, like, harsh chemicals in it worked better for me, though. Yeah. That, you know what, what I mean? problem are you trying to solve? <gasps> I have no idea. Yeah, <laughs> but, exactly. But so. I swear to God, it worked better. Like the shit that has all the whatever the 
false fate, whatever, all that shit. Like, yeah, the self-fates. Yeah, I feel like that worked better, like, instead of the burst beads, which is, like, organic shit. Yeah. But just saying about me, continue. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We're speaking about men's skincare right now. This is a very niche thing that we yeah. need to talk about. It's true. I'm trying to get my shit right. Yo, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I think it's a common thing. <laughs> speaking of Korean sure. things, uh-huh. Do you go to the Korean spa here? I do. Actually, this is also weird because I had never gone until like two years ago. And this was like with my like non-Korean friends. Yeah. Because um, it's totally like a fad. Like it every, is. Every girl goes to the Korean spa in LA. Like no matter what your like racial background is. Why, why is it a, a fad? Well, yeah, maybe not like a... it for us. Um, Cause what I think mean? it's an well, there's a huge Korean population in LA first mm-hmm. of all, so mm-hmm. I think that's why LA is like an epicenter of Korean spas, mm-hmm. right? But it's a whole. But I think it comes from what Korean culture. They really do like to go to spas, and they are, they really are good at skincare. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, no, it's true. Um, my like I guess ex manager. Not like we didn't have like a falling out. It was just like. Yeah, anyways, but he's he's also Korean, um, and he one of his, like, life missions is to, like, act, be an activist for, like, skin exfoliation. An activist? <laughs> you gotta Dude. sign up, Eric. With... <laughs> no, seriously, because I think oh, he had one too many instances where, where friends of his were like, oh, man, like, I took a shower and I'm still, like, oily. Um, hmm. And he was like, "Did you like exfoliate?" And they're like, "No, like, what's that?" And and I guess he was like, just you know, casually interviewing people, like, "So do you like use a scrubber when you shower?" And they're like, "No," and he was just like flabbergasted by the fact that like some people literally just use soap and rub it on their body. Um, but hmm. it's it's kind of like understood universally by like all Koreans that you're going to scrub the shit out of your skin, like from a young age. Like, I've never not had this like super scratchy loofah like in my shower. Mm. Like my mom just like taught me, or like this is all we had at home. Like we don't have those like really shitty like Rite Aid like poof balls that are like like plastic. Like uh-huh. the ones that you get, um, I think they're actually like by a Japanese brand, but the best ones to get are like Salux. They're, that's the name of the brand. It's like S-A-L-U-X. They may be like four or five dollars at the market. Like mm-hmm. <clears throat> some like Whole Foods, I think sell them, sell them now, but it's, it's pretty scratchy. That's like my everyday, um, loofah. And it's like a long rectangle. It's probably like 18 inches by like six inches and it's like kind of translucent and you just like suds it up and you like scrub your whole skin you can feel my arm what do you want to baby soft it's good to use that right the scratchy loofah it is soft too yeah (laughs) um and then like once a week or like once a month depending on like how busy or like lazy i am i get the extra like Mm. scratchy thing it's like this mitt it's like a square mitt that i'm sure you've gotten scrubbed down at the spa and you've seen? No, I still have, I've never Oh, you been. haven't gone? No, okay, I don't know when to go. to go. I'm, like, nervous to go alone. Oh, no. Well, don't be. Um, but anyways, it's, like, this super fucking scratchy mitt that will, like, turn your skin red. But, like, you... Oh, here's the word. Schluff. Um, you schluff off all of the dead skin. It, like, comes off in, like, these, like, gray, like, rolls. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's called temida. Like, there's, like, a, a verb term in Korean for it. Um... And the spa in Korean is called Jim Jilbang. So it's like, yeah, it's just like, 
everyone knows what that is. Like, the, I guess the, the, even just the fact that like demida is a term like, oh, like, did you demida? Like, that's like what like my mom or like my grandparents would like ask me. Um, and it's like, just ingrained in your culture. Kind of, yeah. Which is so just to like exfoliate. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so cute. Yeah. Love it. So then with your family, did how did your I just haven't asked this yet. Mm -hmm. How do do your parents both know that you dance? Mm -hmm. How did they take it? Your mom seems free spirited. Yeah. Is that a factor? Well, um, my mom died now seven years ago. Okay. I'm so sorry. that's okay. Yeah. Um, R.I.P. Mom. I know R.I.P. Mom. Um, but my stepmom and my dad know. Okay. Um. And they found out because of a Facebook post. But it was, like, kind of intentional. Like, I told them that I was dancing at a club for, for work. And they were like, oh, like, go-go dancing? And I was like, yeah. Well, you really are. I mean, yeah, right? Go-go like, dancing, I mean... Well, especially because you're not at a nude bar. You, like, literally are a go-go dancer. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. that, that, like, gives lap dances. <laughs> True. Um, okay, I forgot. Yeah. Um... But I wrote a post because I was reading this book called How to Make It in the New Music Business. And one of the quotes was by this professor of music business at some school on, like, the East Coast. And it was like, if you're a songwriter, get a job that doesn't use your mind um, and only uses your body. Because you need to save your mind for writing music. Wow. Um, Interesting. And so I was like, oh, like, I, like, super resonate with this because that's exactly what I do. You know, like... I have a job that uses my body, but, like, not really my mind. Um, and so I quoted that, like, on Facebook. And then I, like, wrote my own little narrative at the end. I was like, um, this is exactly why I quit my office cubicle job to become a stripper. Like, hashtag, sorry, not sorry, mom and dad. Um, and, and I think that was the first time that I'd used the term stripper, like, in reference publicly to, uh -huh. like, my work. Even though, like, on Instagram and Facebook, I'm pretty open about it. Like, oh, like, I work at Cheetahs and, like, yeah. call it what you want. Um, but that was just, like, only a text, like, Facebook status update. And, um, yeah, I'm friends with my, my family on Facebook. So, like, my dad called me that night and he was, like, really, like, he wasn't, like, angry. He was just, like shocked and also just like in like damage control mode because like I guess my stepmom was like kind of freaking out and like my aunt from Miami had called them and like people from church were like asking and shit and he was more just like disappointed and like having to like run around and like make everything okay and he was like calling me like selfish for it like oh like you could have like like you know like why did you have to share that like now like all this shit is happening mm -hmm. Um, when you said damage control, like, was he trying to go back and, like, figure figure out what he had done wrong or something? <laughs> no, 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 just, like, damage control, like, people were, like, asking, like, oh, like, what's going on with Kelly? Oh, like, okay, what's gotcha. wrong with her? Is gotcha. she okay? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, more like that. And, and the conversation was just me being, like, yo, dad, like, this is, like, part of my mission is just to, like, honestly, like, normalize women's sexuality. Like, that's, like... What I've realized in my music too, like just as an artist overall, like that um, it's really important for me to to kind of be an expression of like how I can be or like how I can just like own and possess my own authority to conduct myself how I want and like not have it 
be for anyone else but me and like my own self-discovery because that's ultimately like what this whole thing has been for me is like I'm just getting to know myself even better and like that's so amazing like I feel like everyone has their way like whether it's like meditation or like basketball or like writing or whatever and like dancing stripping writing music like all of that is just like so amazing because it's like all of these areas and like forums where I just get to like play out myself and like do it over and over and like learn more and like dig deeper and like do that work for myself and for like other women who I represent I guess in a way like whether it's like Korean American women in general or like or like women overall you know um I just I honestly just feel kind of blessed that like I've been privileged enough to like have the opportunity to to dance and like choose my career so freely um yeah um and like anything like I mean yeah like my dad I saw him after that we didn't bring it up like it was my grandma's birthday like two weeks ago and we all like went to dinner um and I think it's fine I I feel like yeah it'll take time but like it'll be fine Okay, um, since you're open on Instagram, you'll have a picture of yourself. I'm dancing tonight at Cheetah's. Uh Uh-huh. Do you think, I mean, I think the music industry obviously is pretty open with people being who they are, at least they should be, come Mm -hmm. on. Mm -hmm. And there's, I mean, Britney Spears and her snake on stage, kind of, she's like the biggest slut of all time and it's so celebrated. Mm -hmm. I love Britney, like whatever. Mm -hmm. So, I'm just wondering, I wonder if you ever think that that'll come in the way though of music do you think it will like it's so fucking stupid if it does Mm -hmm. is what I'm saying but like are you ever like thinking it will um not in the way that I think people would think the the biggest thing for me is that being a stripper being a dancer an exotic dancer is, is so much more like catchy than being like a music artist kind of you know like so beneficial well I guess so. Yeah, like it's it's maybe it's like a bait and switch, you know. It's like oh, like reel them in with the stripper and then give them the music, but also at the same time, it. The only thing that I'm wary of is that it's distracting from my music. That more people hit me up because I'm a dancer than they do for my music, and and so like as someone who, like I'm I'm my goal is like music like yes like I love dancing pole is like the most amazing like art form like expression form sexuality form and I don't want to be remembered as that like that's not like my legacy you know like it's a means to the end of like it's really like if I wasn't making money doing it I wouldn't be putting so much into oh well I don't know it's hard I mean it's so like multifaceted but but that's the only thing that I don't like is that sometimes people jump on like if I'm like getting to know someone and like oh like I'm a dancer and I'm a singer they're like oh you're like you dance at a strip club or like you know like something like that like that's the thing that they latch on to and like that's like not what I want yeah well it's like we keep saying not normalized yet so right. it's people are gonna have a million questions before right. you get to the music part and yeah music, everybody, everybody's doing music you know, yeah I can't meet True. anybody that doesn't Nikki, yeah. when are you gonna start rapping? <laughs> okay. Yeah. That would be amazing if I was a rapper, but I mean I would want to DJ. I wanna learn yeah. yeah. So what I'm not even gonna go into it, but <laughs> everyone in LA really is. That is a pursuit. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah. I mean, I guess maybe I live in a in a bubble because I never get flack for being a stripper. I mean, besides like my family, mm-hmm. like I've never experienced being a negative thing musically so far. Like it's it's only been a good thing. Like I like wear my stripper outfits when I'm performing. I like even incorporate like the moves on stage, like when I'm singing. Um, I, I, I did a show, I did a music video release party at Cheetah's, like where I like sing mm. and dance on the pole at the same time. I was wearing like a headset mic. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Yeah. No, I'm just trying to put myself in the shoes of a devil's advocate point of view where I'm thinking, mm. what is, like, would that ever be a distra- like a distraction mm. for the music? I don't think it is. And I think LA is so awesome and we want people to have a million things going on and like, you being a dancer, no one thinks twice about that here. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome. Mm-hmm. But maybe it is a bubble, so that's why I'm putting it out there. Because mm. maybe people who will listen to this will be have just such a totally different idea. Right. I think they do. Even I've had like pictures I where I'm like sexy or something on Instagram. And my friends back home will be like, but do you think that will get in the way of whatever job interview I have coming up? And I'm like... Well, fuck, now I kind of am thinking that, but I didn't think about that at all before. Like, mm. it's so accepting here. People, whatever. And f- free the nipple and stuff. Like, yeah. I just don't even think about that. But I think people do. I, no. I don't know. I feel like I'm I'm not trying to stay in that paradigm where, like, it is a bad thing. Yeah. Like, yes, I guess it still is currently, like, overall, globally. And... I think just like living the example that I want the world to like progress towards where I don't know like maybe it might like being that pioneering or like being that like deviant from the norm might like be detrimental right now but my hope is that like yeah like I I actually said this the other night like when I like am on my world tour, like I want to like have the pole next to the mic stand so that like dance breaks are like me pole dancing and then I like go Incredible. back on the mic, you know? Like seriously be the change you want to see yeah. in the world. So yeah, yeah that's it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, totally. I love talking to you. What is, let's say your Instagram handle, it's Kellia Music. Kellia so, Music. Yeah, it's kind of spelled weird. It's K E L L E I A. Music. Love it. Oh, Mm -hmm. I saw your, one of the pictures, I was like, fuck yeah. Mm -hmm. I clicked on an interview you did for, what's it called? I wrote it down. Unspeakable. Unspeakable Records. Mm -hmm. I love it. You're all in paint. I'm going to post that when I post, like, promo for this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Unspeakable has been, like, the raddest family to have. Um, We're just, like, a really small little group of women that make music, um, female producers and DJs. And, um, it's also kind of like a, it's like reinventing the founder. Her name's Kate and she goes by Dot. She's a, a very like amazing producer, um, artist. And she's also making Unspeakable like an education program so that people can take online or like in-person workshops and learn Ableton and learn how to like just even like write music. Um, but they don't have to go the route of like $4,000, like, music school yeah. and just kind of do it do it on their own. Humongous <laughs> side. Yeah, and, and like that's how I've been doing it. And it's just been so amazing to kind of like take like 
I'm like the director of my life right now. Like I've done school, you know, like I'm like, I don't want to do that model anymore. Um, so yeah, I, anyway, shout out and speakable. Yeah. Sounds like an awesome little collective thing going on. Mm -hmm. That's dope. Awesome. Okay. Thanks so much. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Nikki. Eric, for talking yeah, about thanks. periods. Hey, <laughs> I started it. Sure. All right, we good? Yeah. All right.